welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Douglas, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way, and we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Good morning, everybody. It's Jessica. I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be a happy and inspiring podcast because I have the real happy mom, Tony Ann Mayembe, on the show today. Tony Ann is a podcaster. She has the Real Happy Mom podcast show, and she is so passionate about encouraging women, helping them to be more productive, helping them to make the most of their time, and she's a busy one, and she knows how to do it all. She's a wife, a mother, a dentist, a reservist in the Navy, and the owner of her own online business and blog. She's busy, but she is truly prioritizing the things that mean the most to her in her life. And she's able to fit in all of those things because of how she organizes things, prepares for her week, and we're going to touch on some of those things that really help set her up for success. Sometimes we look at people and we think, gosh, they do it all. How do they do it all? She doesn't actually do it all. But what she is doing are things that are most meaningful to her. And you can do that same thing. So I hope that you walk away with some tangible takeaways of how you can better prioritize your values in your life too. So let's get to my conversation with Tony Ann. All right. I'm so excited to be chatting with Tony Ann Mayembe today. Hi, Tony Ann. Hello, hello. How are you? We were just joking. You're in a closet. I'm in my kid's room. You just do what you got to do. It's not quiet here. It's just not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My son's still doing virtual school, so um, he's in my office, so yes. <laughs> I got kicked out. <laughs> exactly. You do what you got to do. And really, since virtual school started, I have three kids. How many do you have? I have two. Okay. At first, I put them all in one room thinking that was preferable because then I could stay in there. I could jump and hop around whoever needed me. It was close proximity. But then it was really distracting for them. They had headphones on, but then sometimes I needed to hear what was going on. So then we would unmute and it didn't end up working. So now they're spread all over the house, but I'm just running rampant and I'm yeah. getting more steps in though. So I guess it's a pro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will say, um, so my oldest is the one who's doing virtual school. I have a little one. He's pre-K, so uh -huh. um, they don't do pre-K online. So thank God, because if not, we would have been like you, you know, yes. you know, running around the house. Because uh, it, it it's really challenging right now with that. And I see how some of the other moms or other parents, in particular in my son's class, they're going through that too, where, mm -hmm. you know, there's multiple kids doing virtual school and you hear a lot of voices and things in the background. So I totally get it. And I commend you. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot of running around. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> even at first, one of my kids' teachers was like, okay, make sure you're in a spot where you're not going to be, there's not going to be a lot of traffic behind you because that's distracting. But come on. I mean, <laughs> you cannot find a place in my house where somebody's not crossing behind at, you know, at least once or twice during a Zoom. It's just not possible. There's just not enough places. 
Yeah, yeah. But, but at least you're not like some of these other kids, because I will say there were some kids in the class who were like in their bed and yeah. on the couch. I was like, what is going on? I know, I know. My kids' <laughs> teachers are holding them to a very high standard of like, you need to put mm. like real clothes on. You cannot have food. If you were in class, how okay. would you be behaving? What would you be dressed? And I do think it changes their mentality. If they roll out of bed and they're in jammies and, you know, they're still finishing up their Cheerios... It, it changes the feel and the attention and intention that they have for these Zooms. And I know I'm affected when I feel disheveled and not ready and rolling out of bed and rushing. I, I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have such a fascinating background. We are a Navy family too, Tony Ann. My husband oh, nice. was active duty JAG and now he's a reservist okay. like you. Tell me about, well, just tell me who you are. Give me a little bit about your background, including that Navy service. Yeah, yeah. So I am a full-time dentist and reservist in the Navy. I'm also a dentist in the Navy. It's funny because sometimes some people's civilian jobs don't match what they do in the reserves, which is funny to me. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I have um, some corpsmen who pretty much are like, um, at least some of the um, corpsmen, they are like dental techs or assistants mm -hmm. with me. But in their civilian job, they are working at Publix. They're a detective. They, really? Um, are, yeah, they really interesting job <laughs> yeah so it always amazes me and I have to like say that because sometimes people are like so what do you do in the navy and I'm like yeah I'm a dentist in the navy too so um I just think that's funny and I, I love that that you have that background so you totally get it too but yeah. yes so dentist and I am also a blogger and podcaster and then of course I'm the wife and mommy here at home so I wear many hats and honestly it all started for me as far as the blog and podcast about two years ago I wanted to start something different and honestly I really wanted to start my own practice and I had hired a consultant and everything we were in the process of doing a startup it was going great until we got to one point and everything kind of stopped and at the same time I had started the job that I'm currently at and at this particular job, it looks and feels like it is my own practice because I'm the only dentist in there. But in the background, there's other people who are running the business. Mm -hmm. So it felt like my practice. But once I realized how much work it takes <laughs> to have your own, I was like, I don't I don't think I want to do this anymore. Like, uh, I'm tapping out. We're done. Yeah. And Does um, dentists... I was a little bit, I, I I was a little bit hurt yeah. by it. But it's, yeah. it's a lot that goes into the business, Jessica, and I'm pretty sure you probably know about that too. For sure. Does dental school equip you for being a business owner? Like, is that part of the curriculum? No. Because it really is like a huge so there's part a of it. a small portion of the business of dentistry, but as far as like preparing you to be a business owner, absolutely not. No, yeah. they teach you how to be a great clinician, but not a great business person. Yeah. And that's a problem with a lot of my, my dental colleagues for not the greatest business people. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't make some of the greatest decisions but when it comes to business but we can make some great decisions when it comes to you know saving teeth yeah <laughs> so that is one thing that I I didn't know that there was so much involved in it you know I knew about the insurance and things like that but then you have you know hiring and firing people yes. you have to deal with taxes you have to deal with um of course I told you the insurance that's a whole nother beast oh. um it's just a lot of different moving parts. And I was like, no, 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 I don't think I want to do this. So yeah. I, I started Real Happy Mom 
and it was a passion project, but now it's turned into <laughs> a lot more than that. But I absolutely love it. And I get to talk to ladies like you yeah. about um, some practical ways that we can make motherhood easier. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in and thank a show sponsor, and that is Sorella Styles. Sorella Styles has a great, great brand story. This was inspired by two sisters actually during quarantine. While the stores were closed, it became so difficult to just get a simple t-shirt or sweatpants as everything in most department stores are more form-fitting, comfort is lacking for these little kids, and it was an issue that was going on for months. And that is when Sorella Styles, a family-owned business, was born. They decided to create a line of clothing that are great for lounging around the house or working out in. It's great for kids with sensory problems because comfort is really their number one priority. They pride themselves on giving their customers great quality apparel and they offer everything from sweatshirts to t-shirts to leggings to sweatpants and they even make face masks that are better than the generic traditional ones you can get in the store. They offer free shipping on orders $50 or more and I just love the brand story of how a family took an issue that they were personally having and they found a solution, which I think is so fantastic. Sorella Styles is offering 10% off your total order with the promo code EEP. Visit SorellaStyles.com to redeem your 10% off and get comfortable SorellaStyles.com clothing. All the clothing and comfort to make you smile. Thanks so much to Sorella Styles for sponsoring the show. And let me know what you pick up for your kids. So now let's get back to it with Tony Ann. Have you always been a happy mom? What did you picture motherhood would be mm. like? And kind of how has it evolved for you? How old are your kids? My kids are seven and four. Okay. And it's funny that you say that because I wasn't always the happiest. And the reason why I started Real Happy Mom is because I remember having my first son. And I had this image in my head of what a perfect mom would be like and trying to be that takes a lot of work and it's almost it pretty much is impossible to to be that perfect mom but I had immersed myself so much in motherhood that I had like completely lost myself and I knew I had lost myself when I went to work one day and one of my colleagues and I were talking he was like so what do you like to do for fun and I was like mm. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is bad when you don't even know what you like to do for fun. And so that's when I kind of stepped back and started to do some reflection and see, like, what is going on? Like, what am what is causing me to get to this point and how can I get out of here? And once I got out of that, I thought that the whole situation, honestly, Jessica, was just unique to me. Mm. But I learned that this happens to so many moms. So mm. that's why I wanted to to talk about, you know, things like losing yourself in motherhood on Real Happy Mom. And I picked Real in particular because a lot of times we see mothers out there who look perfect and have it all put together or put these images on social media and it is so picture perfect, but in reality, it's really not. So I wanted moms to be real and true to who they are, to be authentic and and to not to try to live up to these expectations and to have these Instagram worthy pictures all the time because life isn't always like that sometimes. <laughs> so um, I definitely wanted to talk about the, the realness of motherhood. And yes, motherhood, it wasn't always the happiest. And, and that's what I'm, I'm striving to do better um, just because I know a lot of times I put everyone else before myself and that's where I feel like the real problem starts, at least for me. And I know I'm not alone in this, but, um, 
you know, making sure that I'm putting, making myself a priority so that, you know, I can truly be happy and not just always making everyone else around me happy and my happiness suffers as a result. Ah, amen. I hear you. I relate to so, so much of that from drawing from an empty well and feeling like you have to be a martyr to be a good mom, right? And Extraordinary Moms was kind of birthed out of the same purpose. Like very few of us would deem ourselves truly extraordinary moms as we think we could classify what is an extraordinary mom, a perfect mom, and it, you know, a mom that's doing everything right, doing all the things, right? No, not at all. I do not have a podcast of perfect women that come on here. I have a podcast to celebrate women that have hard earned their stripes as they are showing up every day for their kids in their challenging circumstances, utilizing their strengths, drawing on the strengths of others to to bolster their family and their kids. And I mean, just living out your purpose, like that is an extraordinary mom. And so many people deflect compliments. I mean, even the simplest, like you're doing Mm -hmm. a great job. Like, why can't we accept that? Because if we're doing our best, isn't that a great job? Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you on that one. And (laughs) it's funny, because a lot of times, I feel like motherhood is the one job that we are not well prepared for, number one. Yeah. (laughs) And two, we don't. um, It's it's not a lot of, I feel like we don't get appreciated as much. Um, I forgot what the term is that this one friend of mine, um, oh, she said it sometimes can be a thankless job. That's what it was. Um, Because a lot of times we do so much, but you know, I, I feel like we don't get a lot of the thanks and appreciation until sometimes when kids get older. Cause I'll be honest, like Jessica, now I like think my mom is like a hero yes. because I see like everything that she did now when I was a kid, like I get it. I, right. I totally get it now. But, um, yeah, I wish we could get to that point where we would accept, you know, the compliments and the help and all those things like that, because yeah, we, this motherhood job is hard and and my thing is, is if your kid is fed breathing and happy like you're doing great like <laughs> forget all the extra stuff like just the basic things like that's all we need to accomplish and that's what I try to remind myself too like I don't have to buy my kids cake pops every day for them to ha- be happy I don't have to you know do all of these extravagant things like it's just the the basic simple things is what they need and that is what I honestly think is a good mom and I think all the moms that are listening to you right now are good moms because hey like if you weren't you wouldn't be listening to this you would exactly. be out doing some other things but that's beside the point <laughs> exactly no anybody that wants to better themselves to surround themselves with these motherhood conversations these are extraordinary people that are listening absolutely and I think I had the naive idea Tony and before I had kids that like if I did my job right my kids would behave They would do what I wanted them to do. They would look the way I needed them to look, all these things. And when they come out of the womb, just so supercharged with their own personality. And I am the same mother. And I have three boys that are all distinctly different, motivated by different things. (laughs) You know, they're stubborn. they, They have different strengths, different weaknesses. And so as much as I'm kind of parenting based on the same foundational things, there's so much customization that goes into it. And I've seen plenty of truly extraordinary moms whose kids make decisions that they wish they weren't making, but it is certainly 
from the outside to me, like no reflection of their parenting. But if it were in Mm -hmm. my home and within my four walls, I feel so responsible for every choice my kids make or don't make and think, well, that's a reflection of my motherhood. And I know it's not, but why do I feel that way, Tony? And do you feel like that sometimes? Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's funny that you say that because, like, I literally had a little meltdown um, the other day. It was, like, what, last week? I had to call one of my parenting friends because I was like, this whole, first of all, virtual school has got me going crazy, Jessica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's start there. Yeah. I am not loving this whole situation that we're in right now. And I felt like I was failing as a parent because my child wasn't performing well, just like you said. Yeah. And and I was taking it as like, oh, it's a reflection of me. But like, just cause I'm do- like literally doing everything I can. It's just my son. He just, my son's lazy. He he don't want to do all this extra stuff. <laughs> so I'm sitting here beating myself up over here crying and acting all silly when it's really not about me. And one thing that I will say, Jessica, that I've, I had to learn because I remember I had kind of the same conversation, but it was reversed with my mom. And she was really upset about certain decisions that my sister was making. And she was like, what did I do wrong? Did I not hug her enough? Did I not love her enough? She was like, going through this whole thing. And I was like, mom, stop it. Stop it right now. You are not doing that today. I was like, listen, you have three girls because it's three girls on, on our side. I know you got three mm-hmm, boys, mm-hmm. but it's, you have three girls and we all are doing great. Like she just decided to make her own decisions and that's on her not on you and another thing too that I had to remind myself when I was having that meltdown is like I have to model good behavior because I can tell my kids all day what to do and how to do things but if I'm not actually walking it out like they're not gonna do it so if I model what good behavior looks like if I model you know taking care of yourself eating healthy you know um you know, making myself a priority and things like that, like they will pick up on that. And it may not be now, it may be later when they're teenagers, but eventually I know that if I modeled the things that I want them to do, they'll eventually pick up on it. Right. I love that so much. Modeling is such a huge, huge part of what I really try to focus on in my own parenting personally. And like you said, like you had a meltdown last week, like our kids are having these meltdowns and so many times we want them to snap out of it. Want them to get over it, deal with it, chill out. I've been using the word chill out with my oldest son. And he's like, Mom, that does not help me. That does not help me. Like, yes. please don't say chill out. And it, But I've realized I say it so much. I say calm down and chill out. But, like, if somebody said that to me, man, I'd be triggered, right? Like, don't tell me to chill. Like, I'm having a moment. And so we want them to not only have the model of good, appropriate behavior but also when things aren't going well when you're having big emotions how are we modeling for our kids how to process through those is it okay to have a good cry yeah it is is it okay to hit hit somebody else in the process of your anger no okay what else can you do to kind of you know direct that that energy and and so as we're able to help our kids not only through those positive emotions but the negative ones they're getting this holistic education from us. And I think really potentially this could be the most important part of having our kids home this year or for however long they're home with us is having more time for them to see how we handle these things. Like that is educational as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and, 
I thought about a couple of things when you're just talking about all of that. The first thing that came to mind is I was listening to a podcast and this lady, she, you know how some people, they talk and it's like real deep. Like yeah. they talk about emotions and feelings. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she's real deep like that. But she did say something that was very profound to me that really stuck out at me. And I've been really trying to, to lean into that. And that is, you know, feeling our feelings and not trying to push those feelings away. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we feel like anxiety, we feel jealousy, we feel all these things that aren't good, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And we try to like get them off of us and try to like stop it. But if you allow yourself to like feel those feelings and kind of process like what's going on, like I feel like we'll work through those things better. And the same thing with our kids is like, instead of telling them like chill out and get over it. Cause Jessica, I do it too. I'm raising my hand. Yeah. <laughs> like I have told my son that many times, but just taking time to like talk to him and be like, okay, what are you feeling? What's going on? What's making you feel like that? How can we make it better? Like asking him the questions to help him process mm -hmm. that. I think will help so much more. And I've been trying to do that because I just heard it yesterday, but I've been trying to do that instead of, you know, trying to, you know, change them, but just really just like kind of walk my son through things and talk him through things. Um, it's, I think it has been like so much more helpful than, you know, just barking orders and, and moving on. But um, that <laughs> is it, hard. It's I'm a work in progress. It's hard to, you know, kind of yeah. pause and like have those conversations because a lot of times we want to move on because we got things to do. We're busy. But um, I think really like sometimes you just got to take a deep breath. And that was what my parenting friend, um, her name is Lynn and I love talking to her, but Lynn will like tell me like, you know, before you respond, pause, take a breath. Mm. And that's what I have to do sometimes because, you know, especially with, you know, there being so many things going on with school, work, home, you know, our personal things, you know, business, whatever it is. It's just a lot of things going on. We want to move, move, move fast, fast, fast. But sometimes we just got to pause yeah. for a second before yeah. we react and really kind of just like lean into those feelings that I was talking to you about. Yeah. And I think we've all had those meltdown days and typically, the next day is usually better. You know, so we just got to like hang on to that next moment, to that next day, and realize like there's still hope. It won't always feel like this, but honoring it in the moment and maybe just taking a breath or taking a break or shutting the computer for a little while and saying, you know what? School's done for today. We're going to go on a walk or we're going to go to the park or we're going to go for a swim or whatever it is. And just saying, this. We need, we need a change. We need a change. And so sometimes you have to be mm -hmm. flexible in, in that, both logistically and emotionally, but, but honoring that for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's tricky, but we can't get away from what we're going through right now. And so we just have to, to make the most of it. And I see a lot of really incredible moms doing just that and, and modeling that the best they can. And yeah. if, if we do lose our cool because we are a work in progress, that's where the modeling of apologies and forgiveness take place. And then we show them how to do that repair, right? That's just as important. Hello, my friends. I'm back with another ad to tell you about that I know will help all you migraine sufferers out there. Raise your hand if you suffer from migraines. Well, a lot of us do, and no two migraines are alike. And if you have a migraine, you know. And I don't know if you've heard about this new company. It's called Cove, and it helps you find an FDA-approved treatment that works for your specific 
migraine. In this age of busyness and virtual schooling and things being closed down, the last thing we have time to do as moms is take care of our own health a lot of times. And really, what we're facing, especially if it's a migraine, can be completely debilitating to our parenting and to our overall well-being. And so that is why Cove is so amazing. You can go to cove.com, complete a quick online consultation, and a licensed doctor will recommend a treatment plan customized to your migraine, and your prescription will be delivered to your door Uh huh. for as little as $10 a month. So if you haven't found a solution for your migraines, if you haven't had time to treat it, Cove is the answer to try. In just a few minutes of your time, you'll get a personalized treatment plan with 20-plus research-based, doctor-recommended migraine medications. You can try them out, and with Cove, you could have more migraine-free days. I recommended Cove to my mother-in-law, who suffers from migraines regularly, and I cannot wait for her to get started with the program, and I want you to be able to try it too. So go to withcove.com slash EEP for 50% off your first month of medication and free two-day shipping. That's 50% off your first month of medication and a free two-day shipping when you go to withcove.com slash EEP. I would love for you to be able to get this relief today. That's spelled W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E dot com slash EEP. I, I'll be honest, I've had to say sorry more times than sure, I to me too. these days, but that's all a part of modeling good behavior. Yes. And it, it's so funny because like, you know, um, I'm so used to my kids saying sorry to me all the time. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Right. And so it's so funny to hear them tell me, it's okay, mommy. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> but yeah. Like, yeah, we got to humble ourselves, especially during this time and just know that it will get better. For sure. Absolutely. So with a mom with a ton on your plate, working and now virtual school and you know even for the listeners that don't work outside the home but are just doing that dance of running from room to room getting everyone on the zooms like we all have a lot on our plate and i've been thinking a lot about successful routines and habits and and just the things that will help things run a little bit more smoothly even knowing that it's not going to go perfectly so i'm curious to know in your own home and from your own experience what are the the things that really set you up for success as you try and juggle all all the things yeah definitely now preparation is kind of like my my big word that I live by like we have to prepare if I'm going to be able to you know do all the things and juggle everything Mm -hmm. and the biggest thing that I found is having a routine on Sunday to prep for the rest of the week and so with my Sunday routine there's several things that I do, but I'm going to hit the main things that I think are really important that if moms do this, it will help to set them up for success during the week. It makes a week go by so much smoother and you don't feel so chaotic and overwhelmed um, as much as if you don't do this routine. Now, before I tell you about those um, things that are in the routine, I will say that the routine that I set up is is based on trying to eliminate decision fatigue. And if anyone is listening, it's like, what is she talking about decision fatigue? I like to think about it as like, we all have about like 100, let's just say 100 decisions that we can make in a day. 
And after we make those hundred decisions, that's when the decision fatigue sets in. And that's when we either start to either make really bad decisions or we don't make decisions at all because we're just like done making decisions. And so I feel as moms, a lot of times we spend all of our decision making power, like in the mornings and and trying to do things like earlier on in the day so that by the time we get to the end of the day, we're just like done and we're over it. And that's when (laughs) I feel like, at least for me, that's when I make the worst decisions. And that's when things kind of really fall apart is in the evening time because I'm just over it at that point. Mm -hmm. So I find that preparing things on Sunday to help eliminate some of the decisions that I have to make makes things go by way, way smooth. So one of those things are is getting the clothes ready for the week. And because I wear a uniform, it makes it so much easier. But if you don't, I would say just go ahead and pick out, you know, all the outfits that you're going to be wearing, including for any meetings, date nights, any special events, like have everything ready. So you don't have to think about it. And so that you can have it ready to go if you need to do like any dry cleaning or things like that. Okay, so pause real quick, at, real quick. Mm-hmm. A couple things. I love that so much. I heard of a high-powered CEO that was saying how she wears the same things every day Mm -hmm. um, just to take off that decision fatigue. But I was thinking, well, I like clothes. I like picking out outfits. I like wearing color and doing different things but like you said if you if you choose five days of outfits even if they're completely different this decision fatigue is still being alleviated because you're doing it ahead of time and so putting everything on a hanger another thing that came to mind was you can do this for your kids too if you Mm -hmm. care about what they wear and you know you want them to match or whatever they can have it be a fun part of Sunday where you sit down with them, say, you know, what shirts do you want to wear? And then, you know, putting everything together, whether it's in a Ziploc or a basket or on a hanger and put everything together in one spot so they can dress themselves. But still, they're feeling the power, but you're still in charge, right? So (laughs) So it could go for anybody in your family. And I love that for it's like, I hate ironing at the last minute or things like that. Well, if you know you're going to have that meeting and you need, you know, that blouse ironed or your husband has something, then do that on that Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. perfect. I yep. love it. Because I will tell you, I hate ironing. I yeah. hate it with a passion. And my husband, he likes to iron. So what he does is he does laundry and leaves it in the basket and it gets all wrinkled. And I just get so mad. Yeah. So I'm like, now I'm going to iron the clothes. But yeah, if I do it on Sunday, it helps good. <laughs> a whole bunch and stuff. Wait until the last minute. That's good. Okay, that's good. Okay, so clothes. That's a great thing to address yes. on Sunday. What else am I addressing on Sunday? Mm-hmm. The uh, another thing is to um, address the meals, because okay. I will say the one thing that I do not like to hear at the end of the day is what are we having for dinner? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have everything ready to go. So there's no questions and I don't have to argue with anyone about what we're doing for dinner. And it doesn't have to be any elaborate like meal prepping or anything, but just simply writing down Monday through Friday. What are you eating for dinner? You're having chicken and rice on Monday, tacos on Tuesdays, you're having steak and potatoes on on Thursday, whatever it is is just writing it all down so at least you have a menu and you know what's in the kitchen Mm -hmm. so that you have everything all ready to go and you're not walking in on Monday night trying to figure out what to do and you have like 30 minutes to put a meal together but you already know in your mind even if you don't want to have chicken and rice on Monday you can switch it up because you know that you have everything you need for like I said taco Tuesdays or for steak and potatoes whatever it is so meals I think this is another big thing that you can go ahead and get that planned and ready so that it will eliminate a lot of decisions that you have to make during the week love that so clothes meals anything else 
Yes, I got a couple more for you. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so the, the next thing I would say is is our planners. And I know that we can make this really, really elaborate and do like a lot of really fun things with this. But I would just say for moms in particular, we know that we don't make time for ourselves. And we will say like, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, this is when you're going to make time. You're going to sit down and look at your week. You're going to put in all the things that you can't change that you know you have to do during the week. So you know you have to go to work. You know you have to pick up the kids. You know that you have a doctor's appointment. Those are things that you can't change. That goes in the planner. Then you look and you see all the open times that you have on your planner. And then from there, you plug in time for yourself. So you know you're going to give yourself an hour so that you can go on your walk or an hour so that you can go do your yoga class, whatever it is that you like to do. Then you add in everything else that you need to do for everyone else. Because I feel a lot of times what we'll do is we'll see all those open spots and then plug it in um, time to take care of everybody else. And then we don't make time for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So planning out your week. Looking at the kids' calendar, because I know with schools, depending on if you're doing virtual or if the kids are in school, you know, it's a lot of events and things coming up because I know for me, I hate when I miss, you know, Wacky Wednesday at school or whatever event they have going on. So making sure that you're paying attention to your kids' calendar as well as your, your partner, spouse's calendar and your calendar so that you can keep everything, all your ducks in a row and you'll remember exactly what's going on during the week. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. And whether it's paper or digital, like whatever works for you, right? Mm-hmm. I personally, yep. yeah, Google Calendar helps because it can just transfer so easily and everyone can see it. But then day to day, I like having a paper calendar that I can cross off. So it can be a combo deal, whatever works really. Yeah, yeah. I'm a hybrid just like you. I like to use a little bit of both. Um, I like my digital planner just because I put in tons of reminders Mm because I have a really bad squirrel brain and I'll forget. So (laughs) those notifications have to come up and and go off several times. So I'll remember, like, go get whatever it is so that I don't forget those things. So, yes, um, do whatever works for you for sure. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, next. So next one I would say – is, it's really simple, but it's often overlooked, and that is to clean out your purse. Because I will tell you, one day I was trying to find my keys, and I remember I got so, so mad at my husband. I was like, I can't find my keys. What did you do with my keys? My keys, my keys. And my keys were in the bottom of my purse. Of course they were. Of course I they were. find them because I had so much stuff in there. So take some time to go through your purse because I have found money. I have found, you know, lots of really great things <laughs> I needed, but I couldn't find at the time, including my keys, mm-hmm. when I clean out my purse. So um, if, especially if you have one of those bucket style purses that are really deep, it's easy for things to get lost in there. So I would definitely say, you know, go through your purse, take out the things that don't need to be in there and put the things that do need to be in there back in. I love that. I was watching um, a Netflix show called The Home Edit. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, it's new, but it's like an organization um, type show. And they were going into somebody's closet where they had kind of a dumping ground for everything. And she said, I like to switch out my purses a lot, but then everything that I don't need gets left behind on the shelf. And then it's just like becomes a, a whole collector of junk. And so they created for her like a transition spot, like a purse transition spot. So anything Mm -hmm. that she wasn't going to transfer, that's fine. But like it went in a specific place and in a specific bin. And and then that way she could, you know, put money here and coins here and pens here and gum here. And so it was still all organized. And then she could easily put it back in when she needed it. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, just because you think like, 
a catch-all is the thing like even organizing your catch-alls can be really helpful so that you know where to find things and things but oh yeah I've lost so many things in the abyss of my purse that I'm like oh I didn't know that was still there that's why it weighs 20 pounds right oh yeah definitely for sure for sure so I lost track was that four or was that number five I think I was four I got one okay more one you. more one more on Sunday <laughs> One more. And this is going to seem like really silly, but once you do it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, Tony Ann was right. Okay. And that's restarting your devices. Because what? a lot of times, especially like our computers, we have a lot of programs that are running in the background. And if you just think about you have like, you know, all these different apps and programs running, eventually things are going to crash. And it usually crashes when you have something important to do. So take some time to restart your devices so that you can kind of clean up all of those things that are running in the background. Because even though you close it out, like for instance, on my phone, because my phone's acting up right now, (laughs) and it's because I have a million and one apps. I'm an app junkie. I download tons of apps. And even though I closed it, they're still running in the background. And then that's what causes my battery to act up. And then eventually my phone starts crashing. So take some time, restart all your devices, including your phone, your tablet, your computer, all that good stuff so that you can be sure that everything will run pretty smoothly during the week. I am so abusive to my devices and for sure my computer, like I never turn it off unless it runs out of battery and phone yeah phone basically the same thing so and then of course it always needs to update exactly when i need to use my computer mm-hmm. so if you can strategically you know <laughs> say like first thing in the morning when you don't need 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 to use it and you do your updates or you you know clean clean up the desktop or whatever it is yeah you're just set up for success so much better i didn't even think about the stuff running in the background yeah that's mm-hmm. why it runs out of battery got it those are such great tips and it just makes me think like whatever are the things that are really clogging up your productivity that are giving you extra decision fatigue and things. It doesn't even have to be all five of these things, but like what are the things that are weighing most heavy on you and pick one of them to just start with. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Pick one. Yeah. And go from there because I feel like a lot of times we try to like say like, even like when we're losing weight, Oh yeah, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to eat well, yeah. exercise and all that. Like, no, just start with one thing at a time. Right. <laughs> so pick one thing and then you can add on to other things later for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I haven't been super good about meal planning since virtual school started and any of the days where I do already have the ingredients ready and I have in my mind what we're having for dinner, the whole day just seems to feel less like overwhelming right because I just have Mm -hmm. I have a plan in mind and it feels so much better and then you can plan on you know this is a better day for a crock pot because you know this is you know we're going to be gone most of the day and then this is a better day where I'm actually home and we can plan like a family dinner where we can cook together or whatever just depending upon your schedule oh does that sound nice that sounds so nice and it's so (laughs) and it's so simple it's not easy but these are very simple simple things that we just have to like not let ourselves get worked up by. It's our own brain messing us up. <laughs> really yes, is. yes. And you are so right when you said, yeah, it's simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. No. Um, but it does get easier as you do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, I love that so much. So <clears throat> going back to the motherhood component, what is your favorite part of motherhood. I love asking people that because oftentimes as moms, we're just go, go, going and mm-hmm. we don't give ourselves the time and space to kind of reflect on this really important job that we're doing. So let's just take that time and create that space. And for listeners, you can do that too. What, yeah, what's your favorite part of motherhood? 
Like, my kids are really silly, and it's funny because, like, my oldest, like, he, he, <laughs> he's a little tattletale, and yeah. he tells on everyone, <laughs> including himself, <laughs> and I just love listening to him when he's telling stories and reenacting things, so just sitting down and talking to him and hearing what he has to say and, like, what is going on, like, that is, like, one of my favorite things to do and be like, okay, so what did mommy say when that happened? Like, it is so much fun hearing, like, at least from his perspective, what is happening and going on in the world. And then to, like, the other thing with the little one is he is, like, so, so, like, just like a sponge, just like wanting to like pick up everything. So just taking time to like, like slow down because I know I'm just always like trying to move on to the next thing, but he's the one that really slows me down and he'll tell me like, Oh no, mommy, like, um, let's go on a walk. Even when like, I'm like, Oh, come on. Like we gotta go. We gotta go. Like, He's like, oh, mommy, let's go on a walk. But he helps me to see, like, I need to pause and kind of just, like, take a breath. And, yeah, he loves taking walks. And he still likes to hold my hand, which I, like, absolutely love. (laughs) Because I know one day he's not going to want to hold my hand. So I'm just, like, soaking it all up, like, going on walks with him and holding his hand. And, like, just kind of just slowing down for a second. Like, those are, like, my favorite parts right now. Yeah. I love that so much. Has motherhood changed you as a person? Like, yeah, early, early 20s, you know, what you thought you'd be as a mother to now, like, how has it changed Tony Ann as, as a woman? Yeah, it's so funny that you say that, because I was just having a conversation, just telling, I think it was my office manager, just telling her how, like, I feel like being a mom like opens your eyes and helps you to see the world totally different so like when I see like especially like um men hurting or men who who um you know do things that aren't the greatest and they get in trouble and things like that like I look at them and be like that could be my son so Mm. like my heart like always like aches and breaks but it has definitely changed me as far as like one like focusing on what's really important because I will say that like, yeah, I'm really, you know, goal driven and I'm really, you know, motivated and things like that. But I think sometimes we can't, that can be a hindrance, it's yeah. especially for us moms. Like, yeah, you can have all these great goals, but is it really like benefiting you in your life? Is it really helping your family? You know, things like that. But my kids have really helped me to, to really just kind of one just pause but two just to see the world differently like and not be so selfish because I don't know if you were when you're younger you'll be on a plane and you'll hear a baby crying you'll be like oh my gosh like, yeah. that baby's <laughs> like now I'm like oh no let me go get the baby let me hold the yeah. baby so I can make him feel better like I'm like totally different from that person you know 20 years ago like I'm, I'm not the same not the same at all and yeah. and I just love how it's changed me into being a better version of myself yeah I love that. And and still you're able to pursue all these passions and be a dentist and a reservist mm-hmm. and you know have you know be so passionate about helping other women with overwhelm and routines and so you're still there's so much of you still in there but it's just such a refined version of like what is the highest level of myself, right? And I think mm-hmm. kids and motherhood can do that in a way that almost nothing else can. And I think that's a really powerful, beautiful gift we've been given as mothers. Love it, love it, love it. Tony Ann, this has been so much fun chatting with you. Tell people where they can find you in all the places. 
Yes, yes. Please come and hang out with me. Um, you can find me on my website. It's realhappymom.com. And you can find me on social media at Real Happy Mom. So I love to hang out on Instagram. Definitely come send me a DM. I would love to chat with you there. But yes, realhappymom.com. And then anywhere on social media at Real Happy Mom. Perfect. I always ask my guests one final question, and it's this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self? <laughs> yeah, I would tell her, stop worrying about what other people think. Like, what other people think doesn't matter. Like, do you, be you, and don't worry about the thoughts of, of others. Yeah, that's so good. How are you teaching your kids that now? Like, knowing that that is such a theme in your life as an adult, what what can you do differently for your kids? Or are you modeling things differently? What does that look like? And, and I'm still working on that. Like, my kids are little, so, like, mm-hmm. they, I don't think they really care. Yeah, they, right now they don't care. So we just got to keep them in so that spot. They do what they want. <laughs> <laughs> but I know definitely I will definitely try to model that. But I think that's so hard, like, for kids, especially for, like, teenagers and things like that. But definitely modeling that would be a huge thing because I'm pretty sure something's going to come up where somebody's not going to like me and I'm just going to show them, like, it's okay. Yeah. If someone doesn't like you or thinks that you're not the greatest, like you can still be awesome and keep it moving without letting that affect you. Darn right. Darn right. You're doing it, Tony Ann. This has been so <laughs> fun. I didn't even ask you, where are you located? Where do you live? I'm in Florida. Oh, in Florida. Okay, I'm on the other side in California. Oh, well, very ooh. good. Well, thanks, Tony Ann, for sharing your motherhood journey and all of your routine tips and everything. We're all going to have more productive Sundays so we can have more mm-hmm. flow and joy and productivity in our weeks. And it's all going to be thanks to you. So <laughs> thank you so <laughs> much for coming on today. This has been a treat. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was so, so much fun. I just loved chatting with Tony Ann. I loved how much we got to laugh. And I hope you'll see that productivity doesn't look like cramming as much as you can in a day. Productivity and truly living a full life means prioritizing your values and having plenty of time to do the things that matter most to you. And I want you to really take a second and think, am I doing the things that mean the most to me? Or is my day filled up with all the extras? Am I saying yes to too many of the wrong things? Am I saying no to things that I actually value? Make sure that you are in charge of your own life. Sometimes it feels like the world can kind of dictate our schedule and our priorities. And that is simply not true. Sometimes we fall into that by default, but it doesn't have to be that way. So I hope Tony Ann gave you some great tips today. Everything will be linked over at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. And I would love for you to follow me on Instagram at JessicaDalquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I just love that you're here every week. I appreciate you so much. And I can't wait to bring you another episode next week with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.